Okay, be seated please for a moment. I've got 15 minutes. Today I want to bring you a message of hope for Christmas. When I knew about this two months ago, I uh, thought, well, that's what I'm going to talk about and that's how long it'll probably be. Can you throw that on the screen, please? Uh, message of hope for Christmas. Today we've come to celebrate the birth of our Saviour. In Matthew chapter 1, it says that you shall re, uh, call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus was born to die. The saviour of the world has been born. The long expected birth of Jesus the Messiah has been born. The Old Testament predicted this birth would come through a particular line of David of which Mary and Joseph were in that line. And at just the right time in history, Jesus was born approximately 2,019 years ago. I think the Lord must have a sense of humour because of all the atheists in our world and all the agnostics and all the nihilists, they're ones who don't believe in anything, when they sign their legal papers or sign a cheque or whatever, they have to write down 2,019 in the year of our Lord. Hallelujah. And so it was no normal birth. It was a miraculous birth. Isaiah 7.14 tells us that uh, it was this miraculous birth, born of a virgin, Mary, who was chosen as the human mother. Now, Joseph had no part in this, even though they were engaged to be married. But the angel revealed to Joseph what was about to happen. But uh, Joseph had no part in this, you could call him a borrowed father or a surrogate father, if you like. But then the Holy Spirit was involved in this miraculous birth who overshadowed Mary, that we have this divine conception in the womb of Mary. But this reveals an important truth um, about Jesus, that he is both God and man. He was both human and divine. When Christ was born... God became a man. He wasn't part man and part God. He was completely human and completely divine. He was fully God and he was fully man at the same time. Now in the beginning in John 1.1 it says, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Then you go down to verse 14 and it says, and the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us and uh, his dwelling among us means that he lives within us now. He moves with us. And uh, Jesus was, both, was God in the flesh. He was both human and divine. He was as much God as if he were not man. And he was as much man as if he were not God. Fully God and fully man. Now today there is a move to minimise the divinity of Jesus and to minimise the humanity of Jesus. But before Jesus' birth, people could only know God partially. And when Jesus was born, people could know God fully because he became visible and he became tangible. There is no clearer view of God than by looking into Jesus. He is the complete expression of God in human form, identical to God, co-creator 
with God. He was real. He was a living, breathing person. And today God speaks to us through his son Jesus and he has something and the purpose of his coming tells us that he came to earth as a baby and lived for 33 years to tell us something special that he loves us, he died for us and he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. Now, there's a good picture of the Trinity here. God loves us, Jesus died for us and the Holy Spirit empowers us. Jesus didn't come into the world to gain a reputation or to gain a status or to gain political power, but to suffer and die on the cross so that we could have eternal life. That is the gift. We talk about Christmas is all about giving. The giving is that God sent his son into the world. Praise God. And for the gift of God is eternal life. That's the gift. That's the gift that we have and we can enjoy today is eternal life. He came to show the full extent of his love. And because Jesus came to earth, he has something important to say to us. He understands us. He identifies with us. He identifies with our weaknesses. He suffered pain like you and I do. He faced temptation like you and I do. He faced disappointment like you and I do. He wept. He got hungry. He needed sleep. And these things uh, help us to face our trials because Jesus identifies with us. Jesus understands our struggles because he faced them as a human being. And so when you and I are confused by present events in our country and around the world, remember Jesus' true position and authority. He is still in control. He is still on the throne, despite what's going on around our world. He is Lord of all, and one day he will come uh, to rule on earth as he does in heaven. But I bring you good news today, people. Because in the midst of a changing world, Jesus gives us hope and security. And if we put our trust in him, we are absolutely secure because we stand on the firmest foundation in the universe, Jesus Christ. He's our rock. He's our fortress. He's our deliverer. In him do we trust. Jesus is changeless. That means his character and his nature will never change. In other words, he cannot be unloving. He cannot be unforgiving. He cannot be unholy. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus will never change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's fair. He's just. He's merciful. And I believe that God is changing the things in this world that can be changed to reveal one who's unchangeable. That's the good news today. That's the hope I bring to you in a confusing, discouraging, immoral world where governments make laws that are totally opposed to God's laws. Let me tell you this. The world will not end, will not end because of climate change. I said the world will not end because of climate change. It will not end because of a lack of water. It will not end because the economy will collapse. The world will end when Jesus says so. That's the news I bring you today with authority based on the word of God. This is not something I've concocted up over the 40 years of ministry. This is based on the word of God. That's the good news today. Now, 
The world will not end when, well, it will end when Jesus says so and when he's going to come again to close off history because history really is his story. Not as a baby, but as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. No one knows the time or the hour. And our job is to be ready when that happens. Someone may die today and in a sense Jesus has already come for that person. So our job is to be ready for when he does come. In the meantime, he offers strength for today and forgiveness of sin when we fail. So let me close with this challenge. Don't worry, the close lasts for about eight minutes. <laughs> On our PowerPoint, we, uh, today we celebrate Jesus, the saviour of the world. He came to save us from our sins. Why? Because we cannot save ourselves from sin and its consequences doesn't matter how good we are. It's not a matter how good I am. It's how good Jesus is. Jesus didn't come to help us save ourselves or or to uh, save ourselves or become our own God. That's new age thinking and that's diametrically opposed to why Jesus came. He's the only one who can save us. He's still the way, the truth and the life. He came to be the saviour of the world. And he wants us to open up our hearts to him today. But the heartbreak is this. In John chapter 1, verse 11, Jesus came to his own people, the Jews. But they didn't recognise him because they were expecting a military military leader to be born. Not one riding on the donkey, which was a sign of peace. But then I love the invitation in verse 12. But to all who receive Jesus today, to those who are willing to believe in him, he gives you the right and the authority and the power to become one of his children. Hallelujah. And his power changes us from the inside out, rearranging our attitudes and our desires and our motives. And being born again makes you spiritually alive and you become adopted into his family. And I want to tell you, all of God's children, all of God's adopted children are wanted children. What a day to celebrate the saviour of the world. The world's trying to do away with Christ and without carols and without any emphasis on Jesus. People are offended by the mention of his name. Even in Hindmarsh uh, Shopping Centre down in Sydney, there's no Christmas decorations. Why? Because they said it's offensive to other people. There's a move to delete Jesus and any reference to God from Christmas and Easter because Jesus is a threat to many people. They want to become their own God. Even in Norway, they are doing away with Christmas and calling it Winterfest. If you take Christ out of Christmas, all you end up with is a mess or a mass. You can tell it's an original thought. There is coming a day, folks, when every eye will see him and every tongue will have to confess and every knee will bow that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Oh, I wish I could describe the Lord to you today. He can satisfy all of our needs and he can do it simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathises and he sees He guards and he guides. He heals the sick and he cleanses the leper. He forgives the sinner, discharges the debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young and he guards the aged. He rewards the diligent. He beautifies the meek. 
He's the king of all knowledge. He's the wellspring of all wisdom. He's the doorway to deliver us. He's the path to peace. He's the roadway to holiness. He's the highway to holiness. He's the roadway to righteousness. And he's the gateway to glory. He's the master of the mighty and he's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of the governors. And he's the prince of the princes. And he's the king of kings and he's the lord of lords. His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. And his mercy is everlasting. His love never changes and his word is enough and his grace is sufficient. His reign is righteousness and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Oh, I wish I could describe to you to get a glimpse of Jesus today. He's indescribable because he's incomprehensible. He's irresistible and he's invincible. You can't get him off your hands and you can't get him off your mind. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him and Herod couldn't, Herod couldn't kill him and death couldn't hinder him and thank God the grave couldn't hold him. There was nobody before him. There'll be nobody after him. He had no predecessor and he has no successor. You can't impeach him <laughs> because he isn't going to resign. Do you receive it today? Yeah. We had the guys come up and sing, we're going to do this uh, joys of the world, but I love that last verse. He rules the world with truth and grace. And he's making the nations prove the glories of his righteousness. And he's making the nations prove the wonders of his love. That's the saviour I recommend to you today, the saviour of the world. If you haven't put your trust in him, I would suggest you do it today, that you would experience what uh, Christmas is all about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we stand and sing this great carol together, huh? Let him go. <laughs>